from the Mercy One Studio. Welcome to Straight Talk, a lively discussion on tough issues impacting our lives. Every Tuesday at 10 a.m. and 10 p.m. on Iowa Catholic Radio. Here's your host, Gene Wells, brought to you by Blackbird Investments. Well, good morning, everyone. Welcome to Straight Talk on Iowa Catholic Radio. It is your weekly dose of news from the diocese and and things of interest around the world, plus commentary on issues that have been challenging us. And there's nothing that's been more challenging than the gathering, regathering, um, what we're missing, what we're oh, all everything related to this coronavirus and our faith. So uh, it's time for some straight talk. You've got questions. We've got some answers for you. I'm hoping that's for sure today. I'm Jean Wells, and I count among so many of my blessings. I try to count them every single day. And today, I am very grateful to be broadcasting from the Mercy One studio here at Iowa Catholic Radio. And today, uh, this is part two of discussing the new new evangelization. And I have three of our priests today, Father Chinna, who is the pastor at St. Boniface in Waukee. Uh, Father Trevor will be joining us at the bottom of the hour. He is the pastor of St. Peter and Paul in Atlantic. And Father Mark Neal, the pastor of Holy Trinity here in Des Moines. So yeah, last week I spoke with Justin White and John Wynn about this new new evangelization that has been forced upon us because of the coronavirus. And and even though the effects of the virus has been devastating for some, I mean, we, we pray for their healing. We pray for the repose of their souls. Um, we've also each been challenged to take stock of our lives, including our faith life, to evaluate if we are doing what God has called each of us to do. And by virtue of our baptism, we have received this universal call to holiness, yet it is pretty darn easy to put that call, uh, universal call to holiness at the bottom of our to-do list. You know, we're kind and compassionate. We make it to church when we could. Uh, then we're, we should be good to go. Well, but to me, the coronavirus has been a wake-up call for me, for all of us, Um or at least it should be, let's say, not only because it brings our own mortality into focus, as all of us are potential casualties of this disease, but then also our eternal life. And I, for one, would like to spend eternity in heaven and will do what God asks me to do in order to get there. Which brings us full circle back to our topic today and visiting with these three priests and how they... Um, needed to look internally into themselves. How can I use the gifts that God has given me to reach my parishioners? And then how that translated into the unique practices they have implemented to connect with those in their communities. Now you may say, well, my pastor's not doing that. Well, of course not. Each of us are different. Each of us are unique in the gifts that God has given us. That's what the scripture tells us. Some of us are called to preach. Some of us are called to teach. Some of us are called to, you know, all of the things that we're called to do. And we're seeing that evidenced in the unique gifts that our priests have received in their charisms. We're going to talk about those. But first, a few events. Now, yesterday was Memorial Day. One, we remember those who died defending our country. And our thoughts or prayers, uh, they weren't impacted by COVID-19. 
Yes, the practices, but not our thoughts and prayers. We continue to remember those who stood up against the enemies who threatened our freedoms. We thank you, those who have gave the ultimate gift of their very self. May we never forget them. And we pray for that. Now, on June 12th, the diaconate ordination of three men of our diocese will be held at St. Ambrose Cathedral. Now, there will be just a small gathering of capped at 50 people, primarily the families, the men to be ordained to the transitional diaconate. And so we pray for them. And we ask St. John Vianney, who is the patron saint of priests, to be with these three men as they complete their, their work leading up to their transitional ordination, that last step before they are ordained a priest for the Diocese of New Orleans. And coming up September 26th and 27th, the Christ Our Life Conference is still on. Uh, you can get your tickets at ChristOurLifeIowa.com. Of course, they are attentive to the COVID-19 issue. Uh, the organizers are keeping their eye on it and all the statistics in order to provide a safe conference this fall. Now, one of the keynotes who I'm really looking forward to is Father Don Calloway. Uh, his life journey may mirror many of our own in that his early life choices were not very good for his soul, but he had a conversion of heart, and I'm looking forward to hearing that, hearing from Father Calloway. Again, you can go to ChristOurLifeIowa.com. Now, in news, uh, 15 of our 23 counties, uh, which make up the Diocese of Des Moines, have begun daily masses. That's in phase one of the regathering process for public masses. Uh, if you have not yet done so, I highly encourage you to go to the Diocese of Des Moines website. That's online, dmdiocese.org. So that's dmdiocese.org. And you're going to find the most current information related to our parishes, some of the precautions, some of the things that we are doing to make sure that is a safe environment for all to celebrate Mass. Uh, Bishop Johnson has encouraged us, though, when uh, there are daily Masses available to not um, all flood from Polk County, for instance, to one of our rural counties, uh, to go, you know, be patient. We are continuing to be patient. Um, you can find everything about this at dmdiocese.org. Uh, this past Sunday, Pope Francis entrusted China to the Blessed Virgin Mary and asked people to pray for a new outpouring of the Holy Spirit upon the most populated country in the world. He said, Dear Catholic brothers and sisters in China, I wish to assure you that the Universal Church, of which you are an integral part, shares your hopes and supports you in trials. It accompanies you with prayer for a new outpouring of the Holy Spirit, so that the light and beauty of the gospel, the power of God for the salvation of whoever believes can shine on you. Uh, Pope Francis imparted a special apostolic blessing upon China for the feast of Our Lady of Help of Christians. And when we come back, we're going to be visiting with three of our pastors, Father Chenna from St. Boniface in Waukee, Father Trevor Shequin uh, at Saints at, uh, Peter and Paul in Atlantic, and Father Mark Neal pastor of Holy Trinity here in Des Moines. This new, new evangelization, we are called to do 
on live our faith in a new and different way. You're going to find out more. It's time for Straight Talk right now on Iowa Catholic Radio. Hi, this is Father John Ricardo, and I want to thank Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory for underwriting Christ is the Answer. Losing a loved one, as we know, is never easy, and it can leave you feeling lost and even hopeless at times. But Caldwell Parish helps ease that burden by sincerely caring both about your loss and about your faith. Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory is Des Moines' only Catholic-owned and operated funeral home. The number is 515-276-0551 or online at caldwellparish.com. Thank you, Blessed International, for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Everyone lives their life 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. How we use that time directly affects if our life will leave a significant impact or not. Each year, Blessed International leads Central Iowans on a 12-day, all-inclusive experience sharing the heart of Christ with children in South Africa. Teams are forming to do something significant in an African child's life. Learn more at blessedmaninternational.org. That's blessedmaninternational.org. Is it time for a new roof? Then it could be time for you to get to know Bell Construction. Bell Construction is a roofing company entering its 30th year of business. They specialize in residential re-roofs, like commercial jobs, and have the experience to meet all of your roofing needs with personal service. With Bell Construction, the owner will come to your home or place of business in person to inspect and ensure the quality of work that you deserve. They pride themselves in working with you on a personal basis and making sure you are satisfied. Bell Construction, 515-963-4494. What is the best gift ever? Ever? Giving a Catholic education is at the top of my list. Your contribution to CTO helps families send their children to our Catholic schools who otherwise could not afford it. In giving to CTO, you receive the best tax credits ever. Pledge or donate online at ctoiowa.org. The bottom line, it's for the kids and their future. Support for Dowling Catholic Sports 365 is provided in part by Ashworth Vision Clinic with two licensed optometrists, Barbara Sheets, a Dowling Catholic graduate, and Dr. Todd Pedig. The Ashworth Vision Clinic team provides complete eye exams, contact lenses, glasses, glaucoma testing, and pre- and post-operative care. Ashworth Vision Clinic is located at Ashworth and 60th Street in West Des Moines, 515-440-4610, online at ashworthvision.com. Thank you, Dental Associates, for underwriting Dowling Catholic Sports 365. With over 40 years' experience, Dental Associates is a group dental practice with the mission of promoting optimum health and well-being to all patients, providing preventative, restorative, and cosmetic dentistry for the entire family. Message underwritten by Dr. Kenton Gleichman, Dr. Steve Carbaca, Dr. Christine Mulcahy, and Dr. Ben Nagel. Dental Associates, addressing your smile, needs, and dreams. Online at Des Moines-DentalAssociates.com. Welcome back to Straight Talk on Iowa Catholic Radio. This is Jean Wells, and uh, I am really excited to have three of our pastors joining us today. So uh, coming up first will be Father Chinna from St. Boniface in Waukee. At the bottom of the hour, we'll have Father Trevor Sequin uh, from Saints Peter and Paul Atlantic. And in our last segment, Father Mark Neal from Holy Trinity in Des Moines. So Father Chinna has joined us. Uh, thank you, Father. It's so great to have you join us today on Iowa Catholic Radio. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Jenny. I appreciate it. For, I mean, thanks for inviting me on this conversation. Oh, you're welcome. 
I have enjoyed following what you are doing at St. Boniface and Waukee on Facebook. Uh, it's oftentimes I will catch the rosary in the evening. And uh, it's surprisingly, um, it's not you leading the rosary. Yes, I I cannot uh, spend, I mean, I began with um, uh, different ways of drawing the parish family um you know, really asking our Blessed Mother to accompany us as we draw the entire parish family into the into favoring the mysteries of our God. So I thought um, uh, to engage the young adults. And uh, so it's a blessing that uh, families, families and young adults mostly have joined me on this, which is, which is wonderful. I, initially, there was a a little bit of a reluctance, but now I think the ones who have joined me, um, I really see them praying with me. So it's just a truly, uh, I wouldn't, I don't want to quantify it as a rewarding experience, but truly spiritually um, and mm -hmm. a, a, a nourishing experience. So thank you. Yeah. Well, and, you know, I, I've coined today's show and last week's show, this is a part two, that we are really in the new, new evangelization. I mean, right. we have been thrust into this, forced into this new model. And um, I, I think it really is a blessing for us. You know, sometimes when you're forced to do something new, you don't like it, but you find that there's been silver lining. And, and um, you know, I just wonder how, how you have looked at this opportunity um, for you and your parish and, and said, okay, we have to do things differently. How did you go about deciding what you were going to do or did it happen by happenstance? Um, really, I looked at solitude. Um, solitude has been a very powerful um, kind of component to my life. And I look at solitude mm -hmm. as a deeper place of communion with God and with others. And therefore... You know, coming from a kind of a strongly, you know, Franciscan background, and um, and, and also the study of the text later on as a as also a place of communion. Um, I kind of looked at the whole time as a, not as as much as it is a you know kind of a sacramental desert. I looked at how can I sacramentalize the desert by mm. by by drawing them uh, uh, to a deeper, drawing myself. I mean, it's not primarily as, as a kind of a, you know, I'm given a task as a pastor, I'm going to do this. I looked at this as, as an invitation for me to deepen my intimacy with God and with, uh, with greater attentiveness to my parish family. So I looked at, uh, in, in that word of sacramentalizing the desert or, you know, so um, as, uh, through through communion, through deepening the communion. So, I I embarked upon the whole thing that has been been a kind of a constant uh, theme, uh, but also uh, my own quest, my own desire, deepest desire. So I think that is kind of translated into my letters to the parishioners and uh, uh, my homilies have been of. Uh, also of this of, of something similar so 
Yeah, I love that, Father Chenna, because it. Um, I've been kind of going through this, you know, being a hermit, for lack of a better term, um, right. phase where you do go internally, you, you, you take that time for prayer, as opposed to, to embracing the mindset that I'm being deprived of something, yeah. that I've been given this gift of something, this, right. this solitude. Yeah. Right. right. So, you know, you know, if you look at St. Bonaventure, I mean, he wrote the famous treatise uh, on the, you know, the soul's journey into God or, you know, St. Thomas Aquinas, when he writes some of, you know, the classical commentaries on St. John about the indwelling presence of God, like commenting on the text that we are reading these days for Mass, um, they come from a place of not merely a spiritual, deeper spiritual longing, but particularly for Bonaventure, it comes from a spiritual dryness, a deprivation. And it goes mm -hmm. into this uh, solitude. And, and then he, you know, systematically kind of spiritually, I mean, uh, systematizes the spiritual experience of St. Francis that he had, uh, you know, uh, in, in that piercing of the crucified, the seraph, the marks of Christ on his body. And he takes that as a format, but he doesn't go to intellectualize. He goes to, he, got, he goes there to, and he says, um, here begins the speculation of the poor man in the desert. So that's the first line of the, mm. uh, the, the soul of St. Bonaventure's soul's journey into God. In other words, deprivation is a place of deeper spiritual riches. Uh, it's not a hindrance. It is a. Um, it, it's a. It's a. It's a ladder, upon which we can climb up and touch the most, the beauty of the Most High. So for me, it is. Uh, so as much as it has been, yes, of course, people have. You know, we have kind of moved into a. You know, most of us, it tends to become the church. You know, my observation, my own self. I'm just looking at it as Sunday. You know. And it's all built on word and uh, constant activity, lack of time, reduction of mass, mm -hmm. um, conscious, you know, very conscious. People are very conscious of time. And I, you know how many people I've heard from, uh, from my own parish who said, Father, you know, I, I have so much time now. I can't, I really see that I need to, like one couple told me, they just baptism couple that I uh, offered an instruction on Zoom. He said, you know, we have been walking together. We have been actually taking time to think about deeper things of life. So, so here is a great, I mean, opportunity of abundance of riches, not just, it's not a poverty. It's not a deprivation. It's, it's a, it kind of sacramental desert pushes you into a, a poverty of being uh, where you mm -hmm. long for, uh, dependence on God, uh, in a, you know, in a much more a fuller and a wholesome way, not as a kind of a contractual basis or, a, um, you know, uh, like a fulfilling of an obligation or, you know, he has, it takes on a different emphasis. And I think, to me, I think it has been, it's, I look at the whole thing, I looked at this whole thing from even Thomas Aquinas's commentary on John, where he says, Four ways he offers by saying, do good works, 
Mm-hmm. And then, you know, when mm-hmm. we do, do good work, you know, it's not talking about merely, uh, you know, going and taking care of your neighbor or, you know, helping somebody or donate some more money. He em- embraces all of that, but he talks about when he refers to a psalm, when can I come before the face of God? That beautiful psalm, you know? Um, that means... Well, and so often we want to, we want to be able to check off our tasks. Right. In, even in our prayer life, it's like, okay, I prayed my rosary, I've gone to adoration, but if we don't go into that deep prayer connected to it, it becomes just a task list. And I'm, I'm guilty of that too, where it's like, okay, good, I got my rosary done, you know, no, and, I, and didn't really take that into that deep prayer. I struggle with that. I, I mean, I... That's comforting, Father Chenna. I struggle. I'm not I mean, alone. So therefore, it, this this sacramentalizing the desert has been my own quest. Yeah. You know, my sincere quest for my own well-being, my own spiritual wholesome well-being, and I, I'm, I have no problem in acknowledging. Uh, I've told that my to my parishioners even normal days, and I love. I want my heart to be such intensely. You know the fire in the belly, and just the way life has become, it has reduced us to become a kind of a kind of an end. Uh, you know, uh, kind of a prod- byproduct of, of something we shouldn't become. We have to be much more noble or greater because our quest, you know, our desire for God has to be much more. Um, much more nobler, richer, uh, not contractual or obligatory or, you know, uh, uh, freeing. Mm-hmm. And so therefore, well, it, and you I, know, I Father, think... it, it, it's like the fruits of the Holy Spirit. Then there are, um, there's evidence of, of that, um, that prayer life. And I think, <laughs> I don't want to embarrass you, but when you have shared your gift of music, on through social media, I see that sense of joy um, in which is the evidence of the Holy Spirit through, you know, our faith journey. And and I think, you know, I never knew that you were a musician. And I and I've seen other priests that have shared Father Joel McNeil and Father Adam Westfall and and others um, that I didn't know had any musical inclination. And that their willingness to share that in such a public way, the evidence of the Holy Spirit at work in your life. Yes, uh, yes, uh, I, I agree with you. And I think um, when you are thrown into those places, you are, I mean, all those, all those obstacles that, uh, that might appear as in you know, a kind of binds you, releases you, the gift of the Holy Spirit. And, get thrown into this um, kind of a, the vastness of a kind of a space, spiritual uh, space where you're drawn to, like I know a friend of mine was asking me the other day, he, he kind of, he zoomed in from, uh, not, not, I mean, he just FaceTimed, I kind of called him uh, from Vancouver, I mean, he's in British Columbia, up in the Pacific, mm-hmm. a small island, and uh, he was playing music for me, we grew together playing music, and he said, Father Chinai, do you, do you play music? I said, I don't. <laughs> and he said, go, go and play. 
I want to hear you. So, uh, so that was, so I want to do more. Yes, definitely. I think, uh, it, it, to your point, I think it does release that, that, that power. I mean, that it release that freedom to share your gifts with. Mm -hmm. Uh, with, with well, and it really is evidence then, an example rather, for all of us to look at our own gifts, whether it's musical or whatever it may be, to say, you know, I, I shouldn't be, um, have false humility to not share my gifts, but that this is, this is really an opportunity for me to, to give back to my parish community, my, my neighborhood my family in a way that says the Holy Spirit's busy at work. Now, I, I have one more question. We have one thing I want to cover before we go to the break because I have Father Trevor ready to come on at 1030. Um, how have the challenges been? I know I've heard, you know, financially, you know, when you're not meeting as parish, um, your weekly collections are down. But if you're feeding your parish, have you seen um, evidence of, of uh, financial struggles at St. Boniface and Marquis? Um, really, not not really. We have been, you know, I kind of began a, starting the comparison a month ago of last mm -hmm. year, what we received this week. So we did a, compar a weekly comparison last year and this year. Mm -hmm. I, I must honestly say we are not, we are doing good. We are doing really, I mean, it's encouraging. And I... Mm -hmm. But I also truly come, I come from a traditional perspective of uh, you focus on the faith, um, the Lord will draw people to give. Because yeah. giving, is a, giving is an expression of faith. It's not, as much as, of course, we can, you know, we need a development person to do, you know, all different, uh, you know, measures to, uh, uh, to, to ways in which we can generate people to give. Like I wrote a nice letter last week reminding them about ADA, but a spiritual letter. I promise you one thing, and this parish was not really being, you know, uh, attentive to that, not for your own reason, but, but actually many people responded saying, Father, thanks for reminding. I really want to yes. uh, help you. I want to help you. You know, that's, yeah. that's really encouraged. So I really have not uh, witnessed... Um, so I decided that I would focus on the faith, and gently I will also draw them to 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 ask the Lord uh, where He wants them to give. You know what He wants to give, what He wants them to give back. Um, so you know, so my spirituality has been a kind of a, uh, it, it's a it's a form of giving back. It's a, mm -hmm. it's returning. It's a it's a joyful returning. But it results from deep and a deeper kind of our love affair with God. Really, it cannot be any other. Father Jenna, thank you so much, folks. If you want to see what Saint Boniface is up to, go to go to their Facebook page, and and you can uh, enjoy adoration and pray the Rosary with the young people. Um, and maybe you might even catch a little uh, music from Father Chenna. Thank you, Father Chenna. God bless you and have a blessed day. Oh, thank hey, you. Folks, you're listening to Straight Talk on Iowa Catholic Radio. When we come back, we'll be joined by Father Trevor Shequin, a pastor at Saints Peter and Paul in Atlantic, Iowa. We'll be right back. What is the best gift ever? Well, some might say a Catholic education, and I agree. 
But if you think you can't afford Catholic education, think again. Apply for CTO and you could receive up to half your tuition for kindergarten through 12th grade. More information is online, ctoiowa.org. The bottom line, it's for the kids and their future. Hi, I'm Al Cresta, host of Cresta in the Afternoon. Catholic radio is absolutely necessary because the secular media just doesn't get our story and secular media doesn't share our values. What's important to us is not necessarily what's important to them. So no matter what you can give, I'm asking you to prayerfully support Catholic Radio in your area. Prayerfully consider making a gift right now. You can give securely online at iowacatholicradio.com, the Iowa Catholic Radio app, or call 515-223-1150. Thank you to Mercy College of Health Sciences, downtown Des Moines, for underwriting our show, The Uncommon Good, with me, Bo Bonner. And I'm Bud Marr. A degree from Mercy College provides endless possibilities. Students have access to patients with complex medical conditions, state-of-the-art medical facilities, highly motivated healthcare professionals, and classroom professors that transform them into servant leaders. You can start the programs in fall, spring, or summer. There are endless possibilities available online at mchs.edu slash kwky. Need an experienced attorney for legal matters? I know a guy. Stephen C. Reed, attorney at law, is a proud supporter of Iowa Catholic Radio. Steve is a longtime resident of Iowa and is licensed to practice in all Iowa state and federal courts. He has years of experience in real estate law, wills, conservatorships, trusts, and estate planning. Steve's law office phone number is 515-224-1776. That's 515-224-1776. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and John Leonetti in the morning is provided by Five Sons Naturescapes. Five Sons Naturescapes is a Catholic veteran-owned family company providing premium outdoor landscaping. Clean up and restore outdoor living space with retaining walls, privacy fencing, pergolas, paver sidewalks, and patios. Issues with soil settling and water around the foundation and yard? Five Sons Naturescapes can grade and install drainage tile to help. Five Sons Naturescapes online at fivesonsnaturescapes.com. Thank you to Mercy One for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. From the cardiovascular experts at the Iowa Heart Center to the pediatric services of Mercy Children's Hospital and Clinics, Mercy provides complete care for Central Iowa's adults and children with more than 50 primary care and specialty clinics in the Des Moines area. Find a convenient Mercy One location near you online at mercydesmoines.org. Thank you, Construction Professionals, for your support of Dowling Catholic Sports 365. Construction Professionals is a family-owned business dedicated to our customers. Whether designing, building, or renovating, we are here to better serve you. Our passion for quality craftsmanship, paired with our dedication to creativity, result in a home that reflects your personality, style, and family function. Construction Professionals. Design. Build. Renovate. cpcustomhomes.com. From our family to yours. God bless. Here's your forecast on Iowa Catholic Radio. It looks like we'll be getting another round of showers and thunderstorms this afternoon, along with gusty wind, upper 70s. Showers will continue tonight, breezy and low 60s. Scattered afternoon storms tomorrow in upper 70s. Weather is brought to you by Rock Valley Physical Therapy. Outstanding outpatient physical therapy and sports medicine rehabilitation with seven convenient locations in the Des Moines metro and southwest Iowa area. I'm meteorologist Steve Hamilton on Iowa Catholic Radio.
Well, welcome back to Straight Talk on Iowa Traffic Radio. This is Jean Wells, and we are continuing our series. This is our second of our two shows on what I'm calling the new, new evangelization. Uh, we have been thrust into uh, looking at our faith in a different way, not the precepts, not the, the teachings, but our practical aspects of how we are living our faith life in a new and different way. And so it's the new, new evangelization. Truly enjoyed having Father Chinna join us during the first segment. And now we have uh, Father Trevor Shequin, uh, who is a pastor at uh, Saints Peter and Paul in Atlantic. And he is also the director of worship for the Diocese of Des Moines. Father Trevor, welcome to Straight Talk. Good to be with you. Yeah, I just saw you on a Zoom. We've we've Zoomed more in the last two months, and I didn't even know the word existed related to a software package. I know. It's kind of meeting by a computer these days. It's just nuts. (laughs) You know, the silver lining of Zooming is that when people's names show up below their faces, if you weren't sure who was who, you're like, oh, well, that was Father Trevor. Precisely. I've known you since you were in high school, so... Uh, I know what your mug looks like, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Father, this whole new challenge, I mean, you have been knee-deep in this because as Director of Worship, you are uh, one of those key players in helping us in this regathering process. And, you know, is it five people, 10 people, 50 people? How many can come to Mass? Do we wear masks, <laughs> not masks? All of that kind of thing. I mean, like, uh, welcome to the priesthood. I mean, you've been ordained, what, two years? It'll be three three this spring. First year as a pastor, and I was director of worship a month when COVID hit. So, yeah, it's just been um, baptism by fire, but I suppose that's not always a bad thing. I thought it was confirmation by fire. Well, something, you know. (laughs) (laughs) There's fire, whatever it is. Yeah, I... One of the things that I love that you have been doing is, I'll call them your fireside chat since we're talking about fire, your end of the day, um, sit down, chat with your um, parishioners and and those of us that are not your parishioners. Um, What a gift. I hope you are going to continue to do that after we get to whatever the new normal is, because that has been a gift to your community. It's been, you know, it kind of started as, um, you know, really feeling the need to connect with folks uh, on a very uh, quick basis, kind of that first Sunday when we had to shut things down. Um, and, oh, a YouTube video would probably be the easiest way to do this. I'm not particularly tech-savvy myself. So, mm-hmm. I mean, this has been kind of, I mean, most of this is me with the iPhone. Um, you know, yeah. and that's about it. Um, it's not a real high-tech, high-quality production. Kind of figured out how to do it, you know, uh, with a live stream from the the office computer, but the quality's not quite as good. But just, just a real quick, you know, most of them are three to four minutes on, as you said, very much kind of that, that fireside chat feel. Uh, not real scripted, mm-hmm. not real formal. We've, we we kind of, we had one point leading into, I think it was Easter, we had kind of a series of little reflections, but really just what's what's on the docket today, um, mm-hmm. coupled with a little message of hope. 
sometimes very pragmatic, very practical, kind of here's where we're at, sometimes just a reflection on the gospel of the day or a reading of the day. Quick, easy way to reach out to people. Um, well, and when you don't get to see your pastor, I mean, it really is, to me, a great joy mm-hmm. um, that you you get to see your pastor, whether it is their live streaming mass or this fireside chat or Father Chinna has played piano. I don't know if you've played organ yet on Facebook. Yeah, a little little more difficult with not having internet in the church. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, probably a little more difficult. Um, How, what are some of the other distance learning opportunities? What are the things that you and your parish are, are um, embracing during this, um, this challenging time? Sure. Um, You know, we've, we've been doing the, the, the mass live stream really since Mm -hmm. the first Sunday we closed, we were blessed. Our local AM radio station, um, Catholic owned as well, has a, uh, um, online TV streaming service, and so we they were kind enough to come over with camera, microphone, set it up. So it's it's a nice, you know, professional kind of job. Mm-hmm. That's not just me propping the iPhone on the altar and going from there. Um, but uh, we've been doing that. That's worked pretty well. You know, we're we're all dependent upon uh, the wit the whims of the internet, right? And, uh, yes. you know, I, as a couple of my parishioners noted, the two Sundays we've had trouble were Mother's Day and Easter Sunday. Well, no surprise, right? I mean, yeah. there's only so much bandwidth out there, and when everybody's FaceTiming, Zooming, Skyping, it's hard to get something mm-hmm. uploaded, let alone downloaded. Um, so we've been doing that. I know our director... Father you know, Trevor, one of the, the little things that you just said that I think all of us need to pay attention to is that Oh, that's a Catholic-owned radio station. Not a Catholic mm-hmm. station, but a Catholic-owned one. Mm-hmm. All of us, all of your parishioners, all of us, the listeners, have connections, have gifts, have charisms, exactly. have something that um, can connect and help our parish to grow. And mm-hmm. and that was how they could step up. And I think all of us need to look at, oh, what, what do, do I, br- I do? what do I bring to the table to this? You know, yeah. and you know, even I, we have our, our maintenance man who's something of kind of a real specialized welder created, you know, a Dropbox for us where folks could leave off. You know, let's be real practical tithing, and that mm-hmm. has been a huge kind of help in in bridging that gap. Um, in providing, How have you been doing financially? We're doing okay. Um, you know, I think like. Everybody, we see a bit of a dip. Um, we've been blessed out here. Our folks are fairly committed. Um, so um, we've been doing okay. But, you know, I think um, our finance council is meeting this evening. Um, God bless, again, the Internet. And, um, you know, we're starting to have those questions about budget. And, you know, it's, it's a tough time for parishes as we look to make budget because we really don't know, you know, what that kind of first piece, the income, is going to be that would kind of govern what expenses we could have. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's just interesting days. Mm-hmm. So um, since I have, you know, the guru of masses here on with us, the director of worship, now your parish has been able to open for um, daily mass, right? Correct, correct. Yep. Okay. So what can you teach the rest of us that we need to be prepared for when that happens Sure. In, in Polk County or in some of the other counties that, that are not yet open. Sure. I, I think the first thing is a big collective, you know, deep breath, breathe in, breathe out, um, because yeah. things are going to look different. 
Things are going to yeah. function differently. We're going to be asked to do things that seem strange. But, friends, if if we can get through, what's it been, Gene, 12 weeks now? Something. Something like years. that. Yeah. We, we can do, I mean, really, this it's, it's, it's mainly small potatoes. So I think, you know, the hardest thing for many will be the surrendering of my spot, right? Um, what? Most, yeah, most of, most of the parishes, again, because of social distancing, um, have had to, we're, we're, we're looking at closing off a certain number of pews. We're looking at, you know, more directed seating um, of folks. Uh, so does that mean I can't sit where I want? Well, I mean, to be honest, probably, right? Um, mm-hmm. is, that the, is that the hill that's going to keep us from the Eucharist is where we sit in the church? I would hope not. Um, you know, I think, you know, as Bishop has repeatedly said, the recommendation that for the good, not necessarily even of myself, but of other people, that I would wear some sort of a mask or a face covering. Um, certainly you're going to see the priests doing that, um, the communion ministers doing that at communion, um, and uh, the ushers and other hospitality ministers likely be masked as well uh, as folks come into church. Uh, I think just a good dose of patience and realizing no two parishes are going to handle this the same way because no two parishes have the same architecture. You know, a lot of social distancing is going to be governed by the architecture of your parish. You know, and each individual church is going to present, you know, unique challenges, but also perhaps unique opportunities and ways of doing things. Um, Which has been similar to what's happened with, you know, what I'm coining the new, new evangelization. It's mm -hmm. like, you know, everything like Father Mark Neal that's coming up, he's been doing little cooking things. Exactly. Now, are you a cook? Are you I am. A YouTube? <laughs> I haven't. I have not yet done that. I don't know how interesting it is to watch Father Grill a pork chop. So, um, <laughs> you know. Uh, but I think, um, you know, different priests are doing. You know, we're all doing what we can. I don't think there's. Right. You know, I, as I talk to my brother priests, and perhaps you've gotten a sense of this gene yourself. Nobody's sitting at home bored. You know, um, I think everybody's kind of jumped into the deep end and is doing what they can based on where they're at and the resources at hand. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and we'll just kind of see where this goes from here. Um, it will be particularly, you know, interesting to watch as, as places reopen. You know, our experience here is that we haven't really been overrun. Um, in fact, the numbers have been very manageable, even tending towards small, which is good because that means uh, folks really are, one, taking bishops, you know, urging to only attend Mass in your own parish, uh, seriously. Um, And two, that if you're vulnerable, live with someone who's vulnerable or in any way worried, don't put that pressure on yourself. At this point, Mm -hmm. you know, there's no obligation to be at church. So, um, yeah, I, I think good initial cautious first steps. Yeah. Well, and I encourage folks in our opening remarks today to go to dmdiocese.org on their homepage. You're going to find COVID-19. They keep that up to date all the time. There's a long um, memo that will really help you get um, 
and understanding of, of all the work that Father Trevor and the regathering team has been working on. So if you haven't yet checked out the diocese website, you need to do that, dmdiocese.org. Father Trevor, God bless you. Thank you so much for joining me today and all the work that you're doing in Atlantic and for the diocese. Always a pleasure. Good luck to everybody uh, on the East End. Thank you. Hey, folks, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll have Father Mark Neal, pastor of Holy Trinity, joining us to talk about what are the distance opportunities look like for him and his parish. Again, it'll be different than from Father Chinna and Father Trevor. We'll be right back. You're listening to Straight Talk on Iowa Catholic Radio. What is the best gift ever? Well, some might say a Catholic education, and I agree. But if you think you can't afford Catholic education, Think again. Apply for CTO and you could receive up to half your tuition for kindergarten through 12th grade. More information is online, ctoiowa.org. The bottom line, it's for the kids and their future. Programming support for Catholic Women Now is provided by Iowa's injury attorney, Fred Haas. For over 30 years, Fred Haas has helped injured Iowans recover financial, physical, and emotional losses from car, truck, and motorcycle accidents, work-related injuries, and injuries due to negligence. Most importantly, providing the professional, personal, and responsive legal counsel that everyone deserves. Fred, double D, Haas, double A, the Des Moines Law Offices of Fred Haas. While we have time, let us do good. Thank you to Mercy College of Health Sciences, downtown Des Moines, for underwriting our show, The Uncommon Good, with me, Bo Bonner. And I'm Bud Marr. A degree from Mercy College provides endless possibilities. Students have access to patients with complex medical conditions, state-of-the-art medical facilities, highly motivated healthcare professionals, and classroom professors that transform them into servant leaders. You can start the programs in fall, spring, or summer. There are endless possibilities available online at mchs.edu slash kwky. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and Faith on Trial provided by Paul Martin and Paul Mitchell, owners of Imogene Ingredients. Imogene Ingredients supply specialized feed ingredients for livestock and pet diets to improve maternal and young animal health in both conventional and organic production. Information about Pharmatan and other products at ImogeneIngredients.com. Paul and Paul are members of St. Augustine's Knights of Columbus and encourage their brother knights to keep standing for their faith. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and Christ is the Answer with Father John Ricardo is provided by Confluence Brewing Company, brewed locally and featuring regular, seasonal, and limited-release beers available at local stores, bars, and restaurants. Confluence Brewing Company at 1235 Thomas Beck Road, off the bike trail south of Grays Lake, and online at confluencebrewing.com. Confluence Brewing Company offers curbside service and would like to thank you for your support. Thank you, Confluence Brewing Company, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Hi, this is Father John Ricardo, and I want to thank Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory for underwriting Christ is the Answer. Losing a loved one, as we know, is never easy, and it can leave you feeling lost and even hopeless at times. But Caldwell Parish helps ease that burden by sincerely caring both about your loss and about your faith. Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory is Des Moines' only Catholic-owned and operated funeral home. Their number is 515-276-0551 or online at caldwellparish.com. Welcome back to Straight Talk here at Iowa Catholic Radio. This is Gene Wells, and this is our second in a, in our two-part series on the new 
new evangelization. You know, 50 years ago, 50 plus years ago, we were called to this new evangelization as a as really kind of a part of Vatican II. Uh, John Paul II uh, has challenged us to this new evangelization, and I think we have been thrown into it with this um, COVID-19 and how we're doing things in a new and different way and reaching our current parishioners as well as those that that maybe have a conversion to the faith. And it's been a blessing to have Father Chinna join us during the first half hour, pastor of St. Boniface in Waukee, and Father Trevor Shequin uh, from Atlantic, Saints Peter and Paul. And now Father Mark Neal, uh, the cooking priest, he might uh, take over Father Leo Padalinghug's uh, moniker as being the new uh, cooking priest. Uh, Father Mark, thank you for joining me today. Well, thank you. Uh, I don't know if you are a follower of Father Leo Paddling Hugs, but uh, it, uh, no. it's kind of fun. I enjoy watching your segments that you've been doing on, on Facebook with your cooking and your, your mom's recipes. What prompted you to connect using that personal charism of cooking with your parishioners? Well, it was something probably in the last year I just kind of took up cooking as a hobby. Um, oh, the, the, rec- this the rectory I live thing. in now, yeah, just kind of a hobby. And the rectory I live in now has a very nice kitchen. Um, so it, it worked out well. And what I found is I like cooking, and I apparently uh, inherited a little bit of our parents' uh, talents. They were both very good cooks. And I found out that uh, it's not that tough to make some good food if you know how to follow a recipe. Um, but it, it really it was just kind of a, another way to connect with parishioners and really kind of a just a little bit of a, a distraction, something a little more lighthearted, um, both for them and for me, um, but really a good way to connect with them and, and just do something kind of fun. I mean, we, we all know how serious this situation is that we're in now, and we get very serious news every day, but, you know, sometimes you got to take just a little bit of a break from that and just do mm-hmm. something a little more relaxing, and so that's really where that came from. And I also, you know, in the last year, what I've been doing is, when I would cook something up, bake something up, I'd take it over to the school and put it in the teacher's lounge. They were kind of my uh, test group. Uh, and, I, you know, at the end of the day, if it was all gone, I figured it must have been pretty good. Uh, but now with schools haven't been in session these last couple months, uh, I've had to be careful about how much I make because it's just sitting right here at the house with me. Uh, so I've been eating it. Yeah, I was going to say, does it call out to you every time you walk by and go, eat me, eat me? <laughs> <laughs> So tell me how you have embraced this distance, um, distance opportunities. And I mean, the cooking thing is fun, but when you don't get to be with your parishioners, how are you reaching out to them in a way that, that fits who you are and fits your parish? Yeah. Well, we've just been trying to do a number of things. We, you know, like, like all the parishes, we're having daily mass and weekend mass and, and we're doing that online. We're doing that both on a couple of platforms. We're doing that by Facebook Live, and then we also, you know, record some masses and put them on YouTube and, and put that on our website so parishioners know how to get there. So that, that's been the main thing, and we, we had to do that kind of quickly. Um, this mm-hmm. all happened very quickly, and, and so we did it pretty quickly. I, I think maybe what a lot of people found out is that it wasn't that difficult. I mean, I basically used my iPad and a tripod. Mm-hmm. And we're able to provide a very nice liturgy for people. It's very simple, but it's still Mass. 
Um, so, you know, that was what, that was really the main thing. We, how are we going to provide mass? And then we said, well, there's, we don't have much choice. We're going to have to do it virtually. Um, but then we can do other things. Um, I've been doing uh, a couple times a week, I've been doing Bible corner where I just take a, a passage from the children's lectionary and read that and then give a short reflection on that and give the, give people some things to think about. It's been focused more on kids, but really open to anyone. So just that passage and, and something to think about. Um, every week I've been doing a, a question and answer uh, sex session in the evening on Facebook Live with various topics. One of them was the sacraments. Uh, one of them was prayer. One of them was parish history. Uh, last week it was a tour of the church and a little bit of history of the church as to you know how it looks today and how it looked when I was growing up here at Holy Trinity. Mm-hmm. Um, tonight, you know, Father Mark, be... I have to tell you that maybe I have a, a, a childlike faith, but I appreciate the uh, children's reflections as much as I do and as adult reflections yeah. because, oh, yeah. you know, sometimes it's so rich that yeah. I need it broken down into simple terms yeah. so that I can absorb it in a listening setting. It's not like I'm sitting yeah. there taking notes. It's not lecture where I'm taking notes and can go back and oh, yeah. and yeah. dissect. It's like that it's that simpleness of of the children's liturgy that oftentimes touches my heart the most. Yeah, and that's why we said, you know, we're taking it from the children's lectionary, but mm-hmm. we encouraged everyone to to tune in for that. Um, but also, you know, like tonight's session, I'm going to do this session tonight, it'll be over in the church, we'll talk about, you know, the time when we are able to reopen here in the metro area. But we've been getting mm-hmm. the church ready. So I think for people to be able to see that, here's what the pews are going to look like. You know, there'll be some of them, every other one will say closed. The ones that are open, it'll indicate where to sit and how many people can sit in that seat if they're, you know, not in the same family uh, group. So just kind of giving people an idea of what the procedure is. It's all going to be very different. I think it'll be very awkward and, mm-hmm. you know, I think the more we can kind of just put people's mind at ease is, you know, we've got a plan. This is what we're going to do. Um, there will be glitches, so don't worry about that. But this is this is our plan. This is how we're going to try to keep you safe and start gathering as a community again. Mm-hmm. So I think the more we can just tell people what it's going to look like, the, the better off we are. Uh, communication is key, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Father, now, um, I hope that some of these things that our our pastors are doing will continue after we get to whatever the new normal is. Um, Because it really, you know, I I think you don't get to see your pastor very much. And to hear from them in these new ways are are delightful. But now that's just adding another thing to your already busy list. Oh, yeah. Well, I think some things are, are... Probably here to stay. I really think more parishes will probably find themselves live streaming mass on a regular basis. I think we're finding out it's just not that tough to do. Um, mm-hmm. You need a camera, you know, and you can you can go the route of spending a little money and and putting in a nice uh, nice camera in your church. Um, you know, here at Holy Trinity, we're actually looking at getting Wi-Fi in the church. That was already in our plan, and once we do that, oh, okay. we'll be all set to go. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, I think there's some things that'll stay. I, I kind of like these question and answer uh, sessions. So, you know, I may keep doing those. Uh, some of these things, they may not be as frequent, but I think they'll kind of stay. They've been nice ways to stay connected with parishioners. And I, there's been a lot of good feedback. People 
appreciate it. They just like that the parish is reaching out to them and not, you know, just mm-hmm. kind of leaving them on their own during this period, but but staying connected. And we see them staying connected to the parish. So that's a, that's a win-win, I think. Well, and sometimes you don't know what you're hungry for until you're fed, since we're talking about right. food. But it's like, um, because of my work with CTO, I'm... I'm friends with every parish and every school in the diocese, practically. And so when I'm scanning things on Facebook, I come across your Q&A or your cooking or Father Chinna playing the piano or Father Trevor's fireside chats. And, you know, I am being fed from people far beyond my own, in addition to my own pastor. So what a gift. I mean, this has truly been a true gift to me for all the parishes. Now, I've asked the other two priests. Have you been financially impacted? That's one of the challenges that we're hearing. Um, how is Holy Trinity looking during this time? You know, we've been very fortunate. Um, people are being very generous. Um, so we still have a pretty steady stream of income. Um, you know, we did get the, the, the Paycheck Protection Program. So that's a big okay. help. That, that's really been a big help. There are some things that went away. I mean, we have a child care program that's a, that's a money maker for the parish, and that's been zero income now for a couple yes. months. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, there, there are things that have gone away. The weekend collection has gone away. Um, but what we've noticed are a lot more people are mailing donations and bringing them to the office. Um, so that they're really being very generous and, and doing what they can. We've had a pretty good response already to the annual diocesan appeal. So, I, I, you know, I, I, I'm feel very fortunate to be at Holy Trinity. The, the people are, are very generous. They're still supporting their parish. And I really think part of that is, is they know that we're still trying to reach out to them. We're still trying to be their parish and their, their parish home. And I think that makes a difference. I think that probably makes a difference for a lot of parishes. We're, we're, still, we're still your parish yep. home. Father Mark, we're out of time. I thank you so much for joining me today. God bless you. Well, thank um, you. As always, um, thank All you right. so much. Have a good day. I thank all of my my priests, uh, guests today, Father Chenna, Father Trevor, and Father Mark. Thank my producer, Jimmy Olson, who's in the studio. Straight Talk, where you get answers to tough issues impacting your life. Listen anywhere at any time via podcast at iowacatholicradio.com. Straight Talk, heard every Tuesday at 10 a.m. and replayed at 10 p.m. only on Iowa Catholic Radio.